The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Our world is always so rush-rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Might Radio Show. And we are talking often in the new year about New Year's resolutions. I always find that most of these resolutions I would not be able to keep. And so I found the guest called Blake Shelby. And Blake has a fitness center. Um, and he has a way that people can actually keep your New Year's resolutions. Blake, welcome to the show. Well, Gabriella, thank you so much for having me on Mike Radio. I'm really excited to uh, be a part of this and uh, help educate everybody on how to keep their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, um, we, we start the year off with all these hopes and all these expectations that we put on ourselves, not only on fitness and health, but how do you keep the New Year's resolution? How do you keep from saying, okay, this year I'm not going to smoke. This year I'm going to lose those 10, 15, 30 pounds that I want to lose. And you, Blake, are the one that is going to explain to us how we actually do that. So tell me, first of all, how did you get into fitness? Well, you know, it's kind of a long story. Well, I'll kind of give you the Cliff Notes version. When I was young, um, my mother you know, and father had pretty poor you know, dietary habits and um, you know, I didn't have the greatest genetics. I mean, you know, I could tell when I was playing sports as a kid. You know, the other kids were a little stronger than me and maybe a little faster and more, you know, agile. So, you know, I was a little bit chubby, and I just kind of got, you know, a little bit embarrassed by that. And, um, you know, kids would make fun of me and say, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're this, you're fat, you're this and that. And, um, you know, so right around the age of 14, I had met, uh, met with a kid who was uh, doing a teenage bodybuilding competition in my state. And... He said, hey, man, why don't you come to the gym with me? So at first I was really apprehensive and I was nervous, scared. And, and uh, you know, he kind of took me under his wing the first day. We worked out. It was super hard. You know, um, I was sore for a week. <laughs> I'm sure you can uh, attest. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and then he started educating me on, you know, ways to eat properly and, you know, to try to lose some of the weight and, and you know, tone up and gain some of the muscle. And um, I really just, it just, took to me, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, I never stopped mm-hmm. doing it. It was almost every day that I would go into the gym with him after high school. And, um, you know, and then I ended up, uh, going to the nationals, uh, a few years later for a bodybuilding contest after I put on about a hundred pounds of muscle and lost pretty much all my fat. So it was a good, uh, wow. you know, it was a really good thing for me. My goodness. But do you feel that when you did that, do you feel that it was mind over matter, meaning 
it, it was your head that kept you going, or is it the body that really keeps you going? You know, I think it is all a mind game, to be honest. I mean, it's okay. so much about, you know, a lot of it is planning. You know, a lot of it is preparation, um, you know, and then being consistent. You know, I had a, a friend of mine at the gym, and he always said to me, you know, consistency, consistency is king. And I, I'll never forget that, that phrase. That was something that really stuck with me. Because you can have somebody, you know, on a diet plan, and even if they mess up, you know, 5% of the time, they're still going to make, you know, results and gains. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the simple fact that they are being consistent, you know, and they have to be able to, uh, you know, have that mental fortitude to, uh, you know, push past the cravings, you know, push past the uh, the laziness of not wanting to get in the gym and work out. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a mental struggle. It's a lot of psychological components to it. Absolutely. But you said something really interesting in the beginning, too, is fitness is really scary to a lot of people, including myself. I mean, yes. to, to actually take that step and to have your foot past the door of a fitness center is actually really, that's already a big fight for most people. So what would you suggest for the people out there to actually overcome to make the step to actually walk into a fitness? So, you know, for me being, uh, you know, when I was 14, my first time in the gym, um, I think it was a little easier for me because I had somebody, you know, that was, you know, pretty much the king of that gym, you know, in terms of comp- competition. And he was well known at that gym and he had taken me in as his guest. So I didn't feel so out of place. But I think at the typical fitness centers, you know, your, your big box, you know, Planet Fitnesses, Golden Gym, things like that, you have people, if you're going in on your own, you're going to feel kind of intimidated because there's all these people, some are in really great shape and you're kind of new to it, maybe don't know how the machines work, things like that. So, you know, a good way to kind of get acquainted with a gym is to get a personal trainer. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, something that's really important. Just that if, Even if you just get a few sessions, just so you can kind of, know your way around the machines and things like that. Or, you know, something that, um, you know, that, that I offer, too, is online training. I think that's a great way to do it from home. It kind of uh, saves you from the, you know, the, the fear of a, of a bunch of people staring at you and, you know, in the gym and, you know, the intimidation factor. Absolutely, absolutely. So a personal trainer is kind of like not only helpful in, in getting your knowledge up in the machines, but also kind of like your conscious, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, that and, and your accountability and your motivation, I mean, there's so many, you know, reasons to have, you know, if not, you know, a personal trainer, at least somebody there with you, you know, holding your hand throughout the process just to be able to, um, to have that extra confidence, that extra person to turn to when times get tough. Gotcha. Okay. So, now, why do most of us, um, I can give you my take on it, but I'd rather have yours, is why do, and I think women even more than, than the guys out there, we, we have all these resolutions that we put in front of ourselves. Are they too high? Is that why we fail most of the time? You know, I think sometimes that is the reason, you know. I mean, I look at, uh, you know, just from, from my own experience, being a personal trainer for all these years and having my own, uh, you know, fitness studio here, um, a lot of my, you know, female clients especially, I think sometimes they, they walk in and they say, oh, well, you know, I want to lose, you know, 10 pounds in a week. And I say, well, you may lose 10 pounds in a week, but sometimes, you know, that's not actually the, the best way to do it because you may end up rebounding, you know, on on the tail end. You may push too hard uh, right off the bat. So I think setting a realistic goal 
is kind of a really important thing. But at the same, by the same token, I think you can really make some great progress and you can set some, you know, some challenging goals. It's just don't be unrealistic to the point where you think you're going to be losing, you know, 60 pounds in a month or something like that. I mean, that's, that's just going to, you're going to wear and tear on your body so much that you won't be able to keep up with your nearest resolution and you might not be able to keep it. Okay, and and another question. Do you think that women, this is my question because I'm a woman, obviously, I think we do it to sabotage ourselves, to kind of set the the bar so high and then almost know that you can't do it and do two, three sessions and then have your body be so exhausted and painful that you kind of then give up right there and then. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think that that can be a fault of, of kind of the... The uh, average uh, trainer that I see out there in the uh, big box clubs, you know, the average trainer doesn't have an education, you know, uh, usually just gets a certification, which is uh, oh, usually a weekend course um, in a gym. And, you know, with these trainers, what they'll do sometimes is they just push their clients hard those first few sessions. But I think it's really an intimidation factor, you know, when they get so sore that they can't walk for a week, um, you know, and even people themselves trying to push themselves at home. You know, they'll try to push themselves so hard that they just, you know, they can't recover and then they feel horrible and then they just want to eat. So I think it's uh, it's definitely good to, to approach it with some kind of moderation, but you can still work hard. It's just don't over. Tell me when a person starts out, for, for the listener out there, what is it? Let's say that um, I start at a fitness tomorrow. What is it that the average person needs to do? Three times a week, four times a week, once a week? I, I have no idea. What, what right. is it was? Yeah, what I tell my clients is every day do something toward your goal. So if that means preparing meals, you know, for yourself or cooking, making sure that you have all the necessary food, when you start out, no matter who you are or what your ability level is, do something toward your goal every day. So, you know, even if it's not a cardio session or it's not a weights workout, you know, at least you can do some food preparation or do something toward it to ensure that you're always putting something toward your goal every day. Um, in terms of days per week, like let's say you haven't been into a gym for a long time. It's, you know, start out maybe with, uh, you know, two, three days a week just to kind of kind of warm up, maybe two weights days and one or two cardio days, um, you know, just to get going. And then I think you can definitely develop into the, you know, into the uh, workout routine where you can be doing something, you know, exercise-wise, you know, almost every day. It's just you you want to start out at the gate a little bit more moderate and then slowly increase as you go. Me as a woman, I just tell you my experience. I travel a lot and I've gone into those fitness centers and then followed, you know, one of their courses like a step course or a Pilates course. And I sure. always found it very embarrassing and that's why I'm saying it because I think a lot of women experience this is that you do it all wrong, right? Because you don't know when, when the teacher says left, you take a right, uh, you step up instead of stepping it down. And, and, and so it gets really intimidating. Is that where the personal fitness trainer comes in and, and not start with courses that are group related immediately just so that you can get into it? Yeah, you know, I, I would definitely mimic that. I mean, I look at uh, you know, an average person coming into a class, and if you really want to 
you know, alleviate the intimidation. You don't want to be in a class that's, you know, filled with people that have already been doing the class. You're the new person. I mean, it's just like, you know, a kid going to a new school or something, you know, you're trying to fit in with everybody and learn the dynamic of the class. And it's just, uh, I think that makes it even more intimidating when you're in a class and you have no idea what's going on, especially if you don't have, you know, a bunch of good friends around you that are kind of doing it with you for the first time. So, yeah, I think personal training, you kind of get rid of a lot of that, um, you know, that, that inhibition, you know, all the, uh, all the, all the intimidation factor. If you're in a group class, I think sometimes too, you get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, yes, a lot of the instructors, absolutely. you have 30, absolutely. You know, whatever, um, 30 um, people in the class. I agree totally with you. Would you say that that's the biggest benefit of having a personal trainer or is there another advantage? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the biggest ones. The other one too is, you know, just the, the accountability is so huge. I mean, I know people that have told me over the years that, hey, man, if I hadn't been training with you and your fiance, Kaylin, I wouldn't have even been able to, uh, you know, keep my, you know, keep my workout appointments. I would have just gone back to bed. But because I had a scheduled appointment, you know, I was able to, um, you know, able to get it done. And especially with somebody always, you know, keeping tabs on you, it's, you definitely want to not disappoint them. So it's, it's not just you not disappointing yourself, but it's also you have somebody else there too, to kind of look over you. Okay. And and for me, me personally, for the listeners out there, is when you go to a gym and you have nobody standing next to you, it's tough. Whereas when the personal trainer says five more, four more, you can do it, that actually really helps because you kind of cheat a little bit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you it pushes you past where you normally would because you've got somebody there and there's a trust factor too. You know that if you're with a fitness expert and they're a good trainer, you know, you're going to get the, the best results, you know, doing what they're uh, advising. So I think, too, a lot of people, part of the intimidation factor is that they just, they really don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? So when you have somebody else there, it's uh, it's a lot easier to kind of, uh, you know, kind of just go. You know what I mean? And just hit that green button and go and not have to think so much about, hey, am I doing the right exercise? You've got somebody there telling you exactly what you need to be doing. So Absolutely. We will be right back after this commercial break, okay, Blake? Sounds great. All right. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. 
Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. To Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A V A N R I J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone, and if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Blake Selby about New Year's resolutions that you can actually keep, because are you just like me and like the rest of us, uh, 7 million people that make these resolutions, and then they're way too hard to keep? And uh, Blake is going to tell us right now, um, what are some of the reasonable cardio exercises? Because to tell you the truth, again, if I would walk into a fitness and I would be pushed in those classes, Blake, I don't think I would be able to make it. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, and you look at kind of weights versus cardio, too. Um, you know, in terms of, like, you know, cardio exercises, people, it's one of the biggest misconceptions in the fitness community is that doing a bunch of cardio is going to get you the body you want. Doing a bunch of cardio may cause your scale weight to go down, but it's not going to give you that tone to look that you really want. Um, you don't actually give you more of kind of a washed out, saggy look if you're doing a whole bunch of cardio and, and all you have is cardio and diet. You really need the weights. And I'm going to go into a little bit of science here, but basically uh, what happens when the muscle grows is that you're making these small tears to the muscle fiber. And what's happening is the calories that you were intaking that would have been used to store as fat some of them are going to be used actually to repair that muscle. Now, in that muscle repair, it's a stimulatory factor which will cause that muscle to repair better than it was before. So you're getting more, you know, more tone and you're creating an increase in your lean body mass. So what that's going to do is it's going to keep your metabolism running like a furnace throughout the day. So because you've got a little bit more lean tissue on you, you're going to actually be able to eat more food and get away with it. So Whereas cardio doesn't create those tears because you're not using enough weight, you're not having enough resistance. So with cardio, you're getting a small, you know, metabolic increase, um, you know, throughout the day, but it's really only during the, the duration of the session. Whereas with weights, you're getting 36 to 72 hours of increased metabolism, and it's from those microscopic muscle tears um, that you're really getting all those benefits. So I think the, the common misconception is that, that, for ladies especially, is that they think that if they hit the weights, they're going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's not going to happen. It won't happen. Those girls you see on the magazines that are all ripped out and dealed out, you know, the female bodybuilders, a lot of them are taking male hormones to look that way. I mean, the average female that picks up a weight is not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger accidentally. It won't happen. So, I mean, it's, 
Especially but, but you know, you said something really interesting there about scale down when you do cardio. Women yeah. and men, I, I have male friends that think um, I can eat everything I want at night, right? So pack up the mashed potatoes. I'm just saying that because in the winter we eat more mashed potatoes, right? And yeah. so pack up the mashed potatoes because in the morning I'm going to do the cardio. And so you're saying actually don't do that. Go for the weights and then you will scale down even more because your body is a furnace, Correct. Exactly. I mean, you're, what's going to happen is the cardio is such a short-term, you know, weight loss. You're going to lose a lot of water weight. You're going to lose, um, you know, you're going to burn some calories on the on the uh, cardio machine, like the elliptical or the treadmill or whatever you're doing, stairmaster. But what's not going to happen is you're not going to have that sustained metabolic increase from the increased tissue and from the tearing of the fibers um, and the rebuilding of those. You're not going to get that um, that increased benefit throughout the day. What will happen is it's kind of like an upward spiral with weight training. If you're if you're on your diet and you're weight training and you're getting stronger and you're getting leaner and you're getting you know more defined, um, you're going to have an increased metabolism from the lean tissue and you're going to constantly be getting stronger. So it's kind of an upward spiral. You'll have more mobility. Everything will be you know as it should be. But if you do cardio, you won't have that same effect. So what's going to happen is you're going to whittle yourself away down to where you're basically just skin and bones, and you're going to look not the way you want to look. It's not going to be that curvy, you know, physique that you're going to want, you know, in terms of a, a lady's physique. A lot of women, too, it's been a few years since they've been in shape. You know, maybe when they were younger, they were down to the weight they wanted to be, and they looked good. Well, they probably had a lot more muscle mass then, too, and they don't realize that even though their scale weight, you know, has gone up 20 pounds, they may have gained 30 pounds of fat and lost 10 pounds of muscle during that process. And so they need the weights to be able to even get back to where they were, not let alone get past it. That is good to know. That is really good. I didn't know that. Um, tell me, I have always heard, and you're going to laugh at my question. Um, Go for it. <laughs> is, it, is it a misconception that men lose more weight easier than women? Because I've always heard that. But I don't know if it's true. You could definitely, you could definitely make the case. You can make the case. And the reason is because men have, you know, for the sake of argument, they have about 10 times the amount of testosterone um, as a woman. And testosterone is a very, you know, big muscle-building hormone. Um, that's uh, that's going to cause some of that increased muscle mass. And I think because men carry around a larger amount of muscle and they're just, you know, they have a higher caloric expenditure, I think they can get away with eating a lot more, and I think the, uh, you know, the diet becomes just a little bit easier, and especially the muscle gain is a lot easier for them. So, you know, I don't think that, oh, you know, if you're, if you're a female listener out there, don't let that be, you know, some kind of a, a deterrent, you know, from getting in shape or saying, you know, woe is me because of my gender. I mean, I've seen women do amazing things. I mean, in short amounts of time. I mean, just really plugging away at it, you know, surpassing guys in the gym, you know, in terms of, you know, lifts and, and different things. So I would definitely not that let that be a limiting factor at all. But, yeah, I think there is some truth to it. I think guys may have a little bit easier time with it. Um, but at the same time, it's really about how hard you push and how consistent you are. And do you find, as a personal trainer, that there is a huge difference between training men or women? Oh, huge. There's a massive difference. And what, what I find is that women actually tend to stick to the programs better than men. I don't know why that is, but for whatever reason, over the years that I've been training, um, women tend to... 
be a little Sorry bit... Sorry to interrupt you. I think it's because women have more discipline than men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you could definitely make that argument. You know, I think, uh, you know, I think that that's part of it. I think sometimes guys, they just think they know what they're doing because they're going into a gym and maybe they had, you know, some weightlifting in high school and kind of like a macho thing that, you know, they don't want to be told what to do. I don't know. This is just what yeah. I've seen over the years. True, true. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. And so when these women keep at the weight, and like you said, they're often, and I'm glad you made that comment, they're often scared to become someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, is you actually do not put on weight just from doing weight training. The only, the only thing you would do in, in terms of increasing weight would just be increasing your lean mass. So that's the mass that's not fat. Nobody gains fat from increasing muscle. Like, people think that muscle turns to fat and fat turns to muscle. That actually physiologically cannot happen. I mean, I always hear it day in and day out. They say, oh, well, you know, if you bulk up you're, you're, and you stop lifting, your muscle will turn to fat. Well, that's actually impossible. What actually happens is that your muscle just deteriorates and atrophies, and then your fat gains from eating too much. And so people, it gives the illusion that the muscle is turning to fat, when in fact it's just that the, the level of muscle has gone down and the level of fat has gone up. So, no, I mean, you're not going to, the only weight you would gain, um, you know, from the weight training would be quality weight, would be the weight that's going to give you the, the definition and the curves you would want. But it's not going to bulk you out or anything like that. Whenever somebody has that bulk to look, that's always body fat disguised as muscle. <laughs> okay. Well, I can tell you that I got turned on to weight training about two years ago, and I can tell you it's made a huge, huge difference. I just did not know that I could even do that. I mean, I used to have dumbbells the size of <laughs> two and a half pounds, maybe, yeah. because I, I was just like one of those women that always thought I would bulk up, so I didn't want to use weights, and, and yeah, I had I no results, obviously. Tell me, Blake, what is your technique to get people, to get your clients or your future clients excited to start working out? You know, one thing that, uh, that, that always helps is I have all of my clients send me messages uh, throughout the day of what they're eating. They can either take screenshots on their smartphones of the food they're about to eat, um, or they can just text me at the end of the night and let me know what they ate. And I think, you know, just having a trainer there to kind of be accountable to, I always check in with them. You know, I always make sure they're doing okay. And um, having somebody there is probably the best thing that's helped my clients get you know, to the gym, and if they've fallen off, that'll help them get back the fastest and get, you know, excited about working out and dieting again. I think that's that's one of the things that's helped them stay with the resolution the most. You almost make it sound like you're their conscience because when you take a picture of the food and you have to send it to someone, it's like, it's almost scary, right? Oh, yeah, and I, I think I think it is, it's your job as a personal trainer to, to be their conscience, you know, and, and that's what they're paying you for. I mean, I always look at it this way. When a client comes to me, they're paying me for a result, not just a training session. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a client wants to look a certain way. It's my job to figure out how to do that, not theirs. You know what I mean? So a lot of these big box, you know, trainers in these, uh, you know, in these commercial gyms these days, you know, a client pays whatever the amount is for an hour, and they go and they work out with these trainers for an hour, and then once they leave the gym, that's it. That's, that's, that's all they get. They don't get any added value. They may get the trainer may give them a sheet or maybe you know call them once in a while. But um, really, I think 
it's, and then the trainer says, well, if you haven't been following your diet, that's why you're not getting results. Well, no, that's not why they're not getting results. It's because the trainer isn't following up with them and making sure that they're doing the right things and they're not, um, you know, being held accountable by the trainer, which is the trainer's job in the first place. I think it's just a laziness factor by the trainers and they may be overbooked or something and don't want to, you don't want to take the extra time. I will stay at the gym two hours past close to make sure that I've gotten a hold of all my clients and make, you know, made sure that everybody's taken care of. So I think that's kind of, you know, one of the things that would separate, you know, a New Year's resolution, being able to stick to it and not is having that accountability factor. Yeah, you, you really seem to take them under the wing by, by doing that, what you're, what you're talking about. So that's really nice for a person because you almost need to be able to vent to and say, oh, my God, I have such a sugar craving right now. Because if you say that to your partner or your husband or your spouse or whatever, you know, you don't always get the same result because they might be eating something at night that you shouldn't be touching at all, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, and and you you touched on an interesting, you know, point there, having a, you know, a support system too there, you know, like a, you know, a spouse or or somebody, you know, it's a friend. They're not always the most supportive, you know, it depends on, you know, who you are and, you know, but I've seen, you know, a lot of my female clients, they have husbands who are eating junk food all the time and, you know, it's just really hard when they don't have that support system. They need somebody they can consistently turn to, you know. And and do you think that people do that? Actually, I've always wondered that when you don't have a supportive partner at home, I've always, always wondered, is it because they actually want you to fail? You know, I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I think it's it's probably different in each case, but, you know, I think there's definitely some people out there that may, you know, may find what their, their partner's doing as, you know, you know uh, something that's almost like a competition. They, they're, they're afraid yeah. that they're significant other may look better than them or something like that and they get jealous or nervous or you know whatever it might be and you know so they you know they kind of uh you know i, I don't really know the psychology because i've always been a supportive person you know when my fiance caitlin whenever she wants to uh you know get in shape or you know do do a competition i'm always right there you know saying oh yeah let's go for it you know and you know we we'll go to the grocery store I, I buy her whatever she needs and um, you know, different foods or whatever, and I've always been the supportive one, so I don't know the psychology, you know, really. But behind, it doesn't uh, seem to bother your routine, but if you think of a couch potato and yeah. the other person suddenly gets fit and healthy, it's a problem right there, yeah. right? Yeah, Absolutely, I, I can imagine they, that totally. Definitely. Totally. So women out there, men out there, be supportive for each other, and we're going to go into a commercial break, and we'll be right back, everyone. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host, Jordan Kimmel, is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi everyone, we're here talking about our New Year's resolutions and how you can keep them to be fit. Great. Um, I have a question for you. How important is it for a sort of buddy system to work out in small groups together? For example, three women to hire a personal trainer, is that something that you advise to do or you say it's better one-on-one? You know, I've, I've definitely, that's a great question. I've definitely seen it work, um, but I've also seen it go the other way where, you know, the partners or the, the workout partners or workout buddies, you know, they won't be showing up on time or they'll, you know, they'll skip sessions. And I think, you know, it can actually detract from, you know, your overall progress if you've got somebody you know, who is maybe not pushing as hard as you, you know, and is kind of bringing you down. I'm, I'm sure everybody's had that experience when, you know, one of their friends wants to go to the gym and, you know, and uh, they go with them and then the person doesn't show or they show up late or they, you know, don't push very hard in the gym. And it's just hard to, you know, it's hard to do that, especially when you're new. And then maybe that person has an idea of what they think is the right exercises to do and they kind of want to lead the workout, but they actually might do everything wrong, so, and then it's hard to tell them no when you're their friend, you know, so, whereas, um, okay. you know, with, when you're with a trainer, you you have a pretty safe bet, um, you know, that it's going to be good, at least when you first start, you know, once you get a little more acquainted with it, maybe then you can, you know, go into a small group or, you know, get some friends, but if it's your, you know, if it's your first time ever in the gym or something like that, or if you're, you haven't been in a while, you know, I think going with a trainer is probably your best bet. Okay. So basically, when you start out, it's better just to start out one on one. It really is because yeah, I mean, you're, that way you're you don't have it. any interference, and you can really concentrate on you, basically, Definitely. right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Super. Now, let's say that I'm the one that's coming to you for the first time. How important is it for me to have a diet plan, uh, a nutritional diet plan? Uh, together with my program, and why do I need that? So 
So I always, uh, I'm always amazed and astounded at trainers, you know, who don't do anything with a diet, you know, for their clients. I just can't imagine it. Like it's, it's so much an integral part of your overall results that I just can't fathom it not being in a program. And it's totally the responsibility of the trainer, whether or not they think it's in or out of their scope. Um, it is their responsibility to, to advise on diet and it is their responsibility to, to help their clients with their diets. Now, I am not a big fan of the cookie cutter, you know, approach where they kind of just give the client, every single client the same diet and give them a sheet because that doesn't work because there's foods that, you know, each person has a taste for. And I find that if my clients like what they're eating, they're going to stick to their diet much you know, more uh, of the time. And one of the ways that I do my diets, which is way different than most people, is I have my clients when they first come in, I have them, you know, kind of you know, tell me what they're, they've been eating. And we go through and I tell them, okay, this is where you can improve. This is where you can improve. And I have them send me, like I was saying before, the, the, the uh, screenshots of the food. Or if they want to do it, they can just write down, you know, the foods that they had for the day. And what that does is it gives me an idea of what foods they already have in. So basically what I do at that point is I just take the foods that are problem foods and I remove those and then I replace those with, you know, foods that they like. So every one of my clients has a slightly different diet. Nobody's eating the exact same thing. So if you imagine, you know, I've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or 60 clients, um, you know, in a given, you know, in a given week. And that's a lot of diet plans, you know, but what I do is I just oh, yeah. know every. I know everybody's playing so well, and they, you know, when they're texting me and sending me these messages, you know, I know when somebody's off and when they're on, you know, their diet, um, because I hear from them every single day. It's a lot easier. With some trainers, they'll give somebody a diet plan, and they won't even check in on them for, you know, eight, ten weeks, and I just can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't imagine that, you know. So everything needs to be adapted by the day. I, I agree with you, and plus I think the fact that you need stimulation to stay on it. Give me an example for the listener of what you were calling troubled foods. Okay, so troubled foods are first off going to be your processed carbs. That's going to be the, the biggest thing. If you look at, you know, processed carbs, it's not, you know, I've actually seen a commercial, I laughed at it, where there was a, there was an obese doctor and he was recommending a diet plan, which is that in and of itself is hilarious to me. But yeah, he was on, this doctor was recommending a diet plan and he said, keep it low in salt and low in calories. And I said, neither of those are the problem with, 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 uh, that neither of those are the reason that people are gaining weight. The reason that people are gaining weight is not the salt and it's not necessarily even the calories. The pe- reason people are gaining weight is because of what they're eating and that they're eating a horrible American diet that's filled with processed carbs. Now, if you want to get into the foods, um, like let's say, for example, uh, on a hamburger, the problem areas are going to be, you know, obviously like the bun and some of the condiments. Um, you know, if you look, uh, you know, pretty much any dessert food is going to be, you know, uh, a problem food. Um, and then I have a lot of women that come in and they say, you know, I'm already eating a good diet. I don't need help. And I say, okay, what are you eating? And they say, well, I eat healthy. I, I have uh, yogurt. I have string cheese. I have fruit. I have cereal. I have this and that. And I say, no, 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 no. None of that is good for fat loss. It's all very healthy. But this is the big misconception in the fitness industry. There is a okay. difference and there is a separation between healthy foods and foods that are good for fat loss. Eating healthy is not the same as eating for fat loss. And that if, if I can drill one point home today, that is the biggest thing. Just because you eat healthy foods does not mean that you're going to get in shape. Eating healthy may be good for the body, and your body may feel good on it, but you can actually get obese eating healthy foods, and that's what people okay. don't realize. Um, give I think give me an example you know, of uh, 
start uh, sorry a uh, food for fat loss. So anything. Let, let, let's go for a lunch. What is sure. it that I should eat for fat loss instead of the healthy yogurts, whatever, sure. the soup. The foods that work, foods that work all the time, any green vegetable that grows in the dirt, hey, you can have as much of that as you want. It's very hard to overeat on green vegetables. Green vegetables should be with every meal. They're a great uh, source of fiber. They're a great source of antioxidants, and they actually help the protein that you're going to eat with them. They actually help the protein digest, and the body wants to eat those foods. If you look uh, you know, back in our, our you know, ancestry, before we had these processed foods, a big part of our diet was, you know, protein and, and vegetables. I mean, that was, you know, roughage and, and animal protein. So, um, so you know, green vegetables work, and then I'll touch on the, the protein. Every meal when you sit down to eat should have some kind of green vegetable and some kind of protein source. Now, it needs to be a high-quality protein source. It can be any kind of, you know, fish, meat, even red meat is not a problem. As long as your diet is that clean, you can get away with eating things like red meat. It's actually not bad for you. It's a big misconception that, you know, red meat and egg yolks are the devil, and they're really not as long as you don't have them combined with processed carbs. I agree with you totally. Wow, okay. And, and give me an example, just for the people out there that are listening, just one example of processed carbs that are really bad for you. Is it uh, pasta? Is it, you know... I mean, I presume it's like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. I mean, it's, the, 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 if, you could, if I can give you one great example of the worst kind of food you could have, like on the, on the edge of the scale, it would be like a Cinnabon. You know what I mean? <laughs> a Cinnabon okay. is probably the, the worst processed carb you could have, like to, to eat the, that food. Um, the most fast food, you know, carbohydrate, you know, french fries, stuff like that, soda, any kind of, you know, soda drink. It's just corn syrup. I mean, you know, anything like that is just horrible for you. Your body doesn't want it. You know, that's why you feel like a slug after you eat it. Um, you know, some people even... <laughs> Sorry, Blake. But like all the women that are listening to you right now are laughing our head off because it's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I, I can remember, uh, you know, I went a few years when I was competing. I went a few years uh, eating really, really clean and then um, you know, I went out to eat at this steakhouse. I just remember doing this, and I ended up getting all these carby foods just because I was really happy. I had done really well at a competition. I had taken, you know, third place, and I was a teenager. Um, I'd taken third place against the men, and I went out to the steakhouse, and I just ate until I couldn't eat anymore, and I felt horrid for the next couple of days. I mean, my body, I was just like, wow, my body does not want this. You know, it doesn't want these, these garbage foods, and every time it's like clockwork. Every single time that I, you know, go off of, uh, go off my diet throughout the years and just had one meal out of whack, I really do feel awful and I feel lethargic. And I think, um, you know, keeping your blood sugar at a more moderate level throughout the day, that's actually what your body wants. And that's going to keep you feeling more energized. It's going to improve your sleep quality. It's going to improve everything, your workout, everything. I have one quick question before we go into commercial break about vegetables. And, again, uh, I, I have no idea, okay? So I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, people say that we should eat more raw vegetables than cooked vegetables. Me, personally, I steam my vegetables. So I don't feel that they're cooked to mush, you know. But uh, do you think raw vegetables, like just the celery stick, carrots, are just better for you? Because it actually contains more fiber, or is it a mix? 
Here, here's my answer for this. Yes, raw vegetables are slightly better for you. But okay. if you can get the vegetables in, I don't care how you get them in, to be honest. Like with, with most people, I'm just, I'm just so pleased if they can get the vegetables in. You're, you're 98% of the way there if you're just eating the, the vegetables, whether they're steamed or not or cooked or not. Um, you know, personally, I, I can eat both. I don't mind either one. There are some people that just hate raw vegetables, and so they have to steam them. And if you've got to steam them to get them in, and otherwise you wouldn't have eaten them, by all means. I mean, the difference between, in health-wise, between the, uh, and fat-loss-wise, between the raw and the cooked is very minimal. It's just going to, you're going to lose a little bit of the vitamins and things like that, but you, it's, it's very minimal. You're still going to get a lot of the fiber and a lot of the great benefits of the vegetables, so it's going to keep you full and still and everything like that. Okay, super. I'm glad because I don't want to eat only raw. <laughs> Thank right, you right. There. <laughs> yeah, I, I get okay, raw right, vegetables right. here and there, too. <laughs> We're going really quickly into a commercial break, and we'll be right back, everyone. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi everyone, and we're back with Blake Selby talking about New Year's fitness resolutions that you can keep. Now, one of the things that's really particular about you, Blake, is that you're not just your average personal trainer, but that you have an entire online training program. And uh, that's kind of what I was looking for because, as you know, I travel nonstop. Tell me what you offer, how do you offer it, what is your clientele that you offer it to so that when people hear it, they know what you can give them. 
Absolutely. You know, I think online personal training is, is probably the wave of the future, and I, I really hope that it takes off. There's really not a lot of people doing it, um, you know, and I, I really love the idea of it because what it does is it allows people who are bu- have really busy schedules who don't necessarily want to go to a fitness center for whatever reason, maybe they're intimidated or maybe it's just inconvenient, and it kind of allows them to get all the same benefits of personal training um, that you would get at a, you know, at a, at a high-end health club but allows you to get them right from your right from your home. And I think that's uh, you know, a big component is being able to do all the exercises out of your house. Um, I teach you what to do with the exercises, you know, the, the equipment that you might have already at your house. Even if you have a chair and a floor, we can already get, you know, started. Um, but and if you already belong to your own fitness center, I can help you, you know, on the road or, you know, whether it's at a fitness center in your city or if you have to stop at a hotel fitness center, you know, I can help you with workouts and stuff like that. Um, so I think, you know, a big component of it is keeping the cost of it down. It's not expensive to have, you know, online training. And you still get all the benefits of having somebody right there overseeing all your progress. So we use a lot of techniques like pictures, you know, having our, my clients send me before pictures and then uh, also doing uh, pictures of what they're eating. Just like I do with my normal clients that I train in the gym, I have the uh, my online clients do the exact same thing. So they, you know, they're constantly sending me photos and sending me, you know, updates and texts and everything like that. And that way I can really, you know, keep a sense of where they're at progress wise and um you know and they they never get lost in the shuffle or anything like that so you know okay if you're if you're Could you do a skype uh, exercise with someone that's on the road like someone like me oh absolutely you know i think um you know that's one of the best things about me is that i'm very versatile and you know, coming up with unique exercises, uh, you know, I, you'd be surprised what I can come up with with just a chair and, you know, a floor. And, you know, if you're in a hotel gym, sometimes those hotel gyms are kind of small and, um, you know, not very much equipment, you know, is provided for you at those gyms. So I can, I'm really good at being creative and coming up with ways to get the job done with limited equipment. So and that's what I will do for all my online clients is I kind of help them, uh, you know, help them design those limited equipment workouts and, you know, especially when they're on a road trip or something like that. And they can just, you know, simply call me or, you know, email me or anything like that. And I can, you know, they can just tell me what they have right there and I'll lay out a workout for them. No problem. So, um, and then the other thing to do that. Tell us what your email is for the listener out there. What was that? What is your email? My email is, yeah. Sure. My email is quad cities fitness at gmail.com. I'll spell that out. It's Q-U-A-D-C-I-T-I-E-S-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. So that's quadcitiesfitness at gmail.com. Okay, super. Because I, I, I know you because you're my personal trainer, but yep. you, for the listener out there, Blake is not lying. He comes to my home and literally we have nothing except um, what I call bungee cords. Could, could <laughs> you give the, the correct name to that, Blake? Yeah, just resistance bands. I mean, what we do with, uh, you know, we've been real creative uh, with resistance bands, being able to come up with a lot of exercises. And, I, you know, I bring over some light dumbbells. And, you know, just through that in and of itself, you know, I, I know that you've been uh, you've been pretty sore from that. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been floored. But uh, for the listener out there, you need very little. And if you have a busy schedule like myself, 
uh, it is so nice to do something online, and it is so nice to have someone with you on the road, literally in your pocket, that you can take a little snapshot of what you're eating and then have actually someone tell you, I don't think that's what you need to eat today. And that really helps keeping up the fat loss and all over just being fit, you know, for 2014. Agree, Blake? Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, you know, having that, uh, you know, motivation, you know, somebody constantly, you know, checking in on you and making sure that you're doing the right thing and having the, you know, the expertise to, you know, I'm not only a personal trainer, but, you know, I went to college for this, uh, Michigan State University. You know, I got a, de- a degree in exercise science and, you know, um, I definitely have a lot of science behind what I do. And that's why my clients do lose so much weight is just because of the, you know, all the principles that I've been able to implement from my education and from my competitive background. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, having somebody there that's got all the components, you know, the motivation, the accountability and the expertise is going to really make the difference in your New Year's resolution. Yeah, absolutely. I agree totally. And don't put your expectations so high that you cannot keep your resolution for this year. What is the one thing, uh, Blake, that you would like to leave the listener with out of your own experience? What is it that you would like them to do as a New Year's resolution for themselves? The biggest thing, and I I did touch on it a little bit earlier, is just, just remember that you know, the diet is so much of it, and eating healthy is not the same as eating for fat loss. When you, if I can, like I said before, if I can drill one thing home today, that's going to be the biggest thing. Eating for, for health is not the same as eating for fat loss. So, you know, you have to have a separation there, and, and you definitely can get to a point where once you get to your weight loss, you can maintain, um, you can maintain, you know, get to a maintenance level where you can bring back some of the food you love. But, really the quickest way to get down there is eating for fat loss. And I think if people can learn to separate that from, you know, from eating for health, then they'll really, uh, you know, they'll really be able to benefit from that. Yeah. And do you include for your clients a sort of, uh, I'm just going to say something, that they could have a, a kind of nice food on the weekend when they're eating out or when they're with their friends? What I tell people is this, I set the bar, you know, up to 100%. And if you're, if you're 95% of the way there, if you, you know, if you splurge, you know, two or three or 5% of the time, you're still going to get 95% of those results. And definitely I can, you know, I always instruct people if they say, Hey, I'm going out and I want to have, you know, let's say it's an anniversary or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go out and I want to have some cheap foods. Um, you know, I, I help them find the foods that are going to do the least damage, <laughs> so to speak, yeah, you know, with, the, with it, the carbohydrates. It, it is tough, though. I can imagine that. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. Going to the Mexican restaurant, I, I would have no clue what to order there that wouldn't be too damaging on my body. Could you give me an example oh. of that one? Absolutely, and you, you look at something. Uh, look at something like a taco, right? Just something yep. simple that you would get from any Mexican restaurant. So the the trouble spots in a taco are going to be some of the sauce and is mostly the shell. You, you know, you're, you're getting the shell. You know, especially on like a soft taco with a lot of bread. So something more like a, you could switch over to like a taco salad or something like that that has you know less of the uh, you know less of the chips, less of the you know less of the shell stuff like that. Um, you know if you're if you're going to a Mexican restaurant, you know you want to stay away. You know, do as much of the vegetable incorporated you know foods as possible. Um, you know try to go for like a, a nice like you know spicy salad or something like that, and stay away from the big bean burrito or something like that. 
Okay. Uh, that's good advice because you know what? I've never had a taco salad and I never thought of it. But it's true that when I go, I have a, I, I wouldn't say big burrito, but I have something like <laughs> that, an enchilada, something that has way too much melted cheese and whatever you're telling us that's wrong. <laughs> but right. like, like you said, with the taco salad, I don't compromise. I actually have good taste there. I get something nice. Exactly, and that's it's all about compromises. You know, trainers that just give their client a sheet and say, hey, eat chicken and broccoli all day, nobody's going to follow that. You know, so that's, that's my job is to be able to find the best, you know, solution that's going to give each individual person the best results. Okay. Well, we have a couple of seconds left, Blake, and I really want to thank you. Could you quickly give everyone your website before we yes. close? So my email was quadcitiesfitness at gmail.com, and my website is really similar. It's quadcitiesfitness.com, so really easy. Um, you know, so it's real similar, and um, I'll actually give my phone number out, too. I don't mind taking okay, calls. So it's, uh, it's area code 231-590-5918, and that's my phone number. Okay, don't be surprised if everyone is going to text you their meals. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my phone on. Anybody that wants to uh, to shoot me what they're eating and have any questions for me, I'll uh, I'll have my phone on for you. Super. That's honest. That's really really neat that you do that. That's very different than most trainers. And again, Blake, I thank you so much. First of all, for whipping me into shape, but doing your online training and getting people under your wing and uh, giving that much more to the client. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It was great. Okay. And everyone, next week we'll be back with another Mind Radio show. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. And until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform.